strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm very important. Uh, I have any leather-bound book, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I, I'm friends with Merlin Olsen, too. He comes over on occasion. What's up, everybody? How's it going? This is another installment of Strange Things Are Reboot. I feel circle K. This is Johnny Doe, fresh off my fucking day job. I literally just took off my uniform and ran in here to do this podcast because I told everybody I would do one on my anniversary date, which is January 16th. 2018. I've officially been doing this podcast for one year. Celebration sound effects now. And yeah, I can't afford post-production. So about that. Just imagine there were some cool sound effects in there. Anyway, how's everybody doing? Well, I'm sure that um, you guys are on the edge of your seats because I left a cliffhanger on my last podcast. Uh, Let me summarize, if you are just tuning in for the first time. Uh, This podcast, um, it's kind of hard to to define, but if I, it's in the, you know, society and culture section, but, you know, we talk a lot about life and uh, the struggles of life, and I always come from a normal guy, regular blue-collar gentleman in society, and all my opinions are based on... um, that, that I'm not trying to become famous. I'm not trying to become rich. Uh, you know, <laughs> relatively, I'm not gonna lie. I'd, I would like to have more money than I have now, but my sole purpose is not to, um, to be rich. It's my life is about experiences and I like to reflect upon those experiences. And hence, that's why I have a podcast because I think that, that we don't have enough normal, regular people in society to, to bounce our opinions, ideas, and perspectives off of. Um, I think that we, we glamorize um, celebrities so much to the point where we elected one president. Um, and now we have another celebrity, Oprah, that's talking about running for president. I've heard like Mark Cuban talk about running for president. It's like enough of celebrity culture and you see it permeate all through the different generations especially the younger generations they just idealize uh these fake people i mean that's what a celebrity is it's it's a fake person because they're they're trying to market themselves um so they can sell you whatever a product uh you know instagram followers um you know, movies, television shows, podcasts, whatever. They're trying to sell you something. So they're so they're 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 not being real. They're they're being what they think people want them to be for the most part. Okay. There's always exceptions, you know. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, when you're talking about people like Kanye West and and you give a shit what his opinion is, he's a musical genius, but that's as far as it goes. Um, he's he's so far removed um, from normal people's experiences. Um, you know, he could talk about what he was like as a kid, but when he, when he gives his two cents about the world today, uh, 
He's coming from a perspective that I do not believe is conducive of most people listening to this podcast. You can't relate to that because he can't relate to you. And, and neither can Oprah or Donald Trump or whoever else. And to be honest with you, you know, most politicians can't either because they're in that, um, you know, political celebrity realm. But it, now it's just gotten gotten overboard where it is a literal um, popularity contest. Uh, that's I remember when I was in high school, someone told me, hey, don't worry about being popular um, and all that stuff, because once you're out of high school, that stuff doesn't even exist anymore. And once I was out of high school, I was like, yeah, this is great. There's not any these clicks, and it's not about being popular. It's about other things. Well, now it's come full circle, and I feel like I'm in high school again because it, that's what it's about. It's, it's you know, you, you, you see these uh, celebrities, you see movie stars talking shit um, and talking down to us about sexual assault and sexual harassment when their whole industry is fucking based on that shit, <laughs> you know, and, and you feel like you're in the episode of the fucking Twilight Zone um, and you and you see, uh, you know, you just there's there's just it's almost a, a parody of what it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch, you know, that's what life has turned into um, when it comes to that shit. So anyway. Um, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole, but just to summarize what this year has been for this podcast, um, that's what it is. It's me making, uh, you know, giving a commentary from a normal guy who has a car payment, who pays rent and a mortgage. (laughs) I'm not even going to get into that, but yeah, I pay both. Um, You know, someone that has credit card bills and, you know, has to you know, file my taxes at H&R Block and all that shit. You know, I'm a, I'm a regular dude. So I think that our perspective, when I say our, I mean our perspective, the, the normal people, we need to take um, our life back and we need to take control of this country back and have some sanity again and realize that we too can be happy. We too can be fulfilled. We too can have goals and dreams. And it's not always about... I want to win the lottery. I want to be rich and famous. I want to, what I'm saying is this, I don't want to be rich and famous. Hence, Johnny Doe is my nom de plume, is my alias on this podcast because it's not about fame. It's not about money for me. It's about, I like being a normal person. I really do. I enjoy doing normal people shit. Okay, Um, I've alluded on this podcast before my brief um, experiences with uh, invasions of privacy and and whatnot. And and, um, you know, I enjoy anonymity. I enjoy being a regular person. And I think that there's people out there that they need permission to enjoy their life. And they're not failing if they're not, you know, someone like Donald Trump or Oprah or Mark Cuban or whatever else, that it's okay to be a regular person. And it's okay to have your goals centered around just kind of normal uh, expectations. You're not a loser, okay? So anyway, my last podcast, I revealed that, um, well, let me back up. When I started this podcast, it was a self-exploration of my life, and I was able to crack this mic and reflect upon some of the things that I have learned, uh, some of the things that I um, am still trying to achieve. And I set, there's certain podcasts where I set certain challenges and certain goals. And 
And, and then I reflect upon those things and how hard it was, how easy it was. And I alluded to, hey, in the new year, I, I kind of achieved what I set out to achieve last year. Um, if you listen to this podcast, you know what those things are. And now I need a new goal. I need something. And it doesn't need to be something grandiose. It doesn't need, but at the same time, it, it can't be something like, I want to learn how to play um, Sweet Child of Mine on the guitar. You know, I mean, it can't be t- completely trivial either. It has to be something that's worth putting forth an effort and actually being able to see uh, the progression and and be able to, you know, talk about it on this podcast, uh, talk about those experiences and talk about those that fear, talk about those failures, because I'm a big, big believer in failure. I'm a, I was training some troops over the last uh, weekend because I am in the military. And I was, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, when you win, you win. When you lose, you learn. I'm a big believer in that. And one of the things I love about the military is early on, they set you up for failure in everything you do. One, so you can be comfortable in that. Two, so to see how you operate under stressful situations. And three, that's when you learn the most. And you learn a lot about yourself when you know you're going to fail and you still do it anyway and you still try to achieve. You still try to see what you can What's up, little dude? My dog just came in. And you see what you can um, accomplish, even though you know that, it, that the likelihood of uh, succeeding is, is uh, you know, slim or none. Uh, and the example I used to illustrate this point to some of the young soldiers uh, over the weekend was, you know, the people that were storming the beaches of Normandy. Uh, they knew how... Um, tall of a task they were given. And many of them probably knew that they were um, going to be running into a perilous, um, short-lived journey as soon as those ramps lowered on those U-boats. But they did it anyway, and look what they achieved. Uh, Not all of them did, but as a collective group, they did. And I have the utmost respect for um, someone that just says, says, you know, it doesn't look good, but I'm going to give it my all. Um, so I don't, I'm not afraid of failure. That's probably my number one attribute is I have always been an overachiever in the sense of, uh, people have had low expectations for me my entire life. So hence I had low expectations of myself. I was used to, um, not achieving. And so when no one expects you to achieve and you achieve just a little bit, well, now you win, Right. And when I failed, everyone kind of expected it. So I didn't have all this pressure on me. So throughout my years, I have learned that not to be afraid of failure because, it, you know, it, there was no negative consequences for me failing because people just expected that, right? Um, and it was almost surprising to them when I didn't fail. So it has made me hunger for new experiences, knowing that if I fail, I probably learned something and it's not that big a deal. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me. Um, you know, within reason, there's certain things you don't want to fail at. You don't want to play Russian roulette and, you know, so take it with a grain of salt. Hey, listen up. I got to I'm back to my official unofficial sponsor. Check this out. Ooh, don't you love that sound? I don't drink booze, but I do drink this by carbonated beverage. The sparkling antioxidant infused, uh, the Bolivia black cherry. 
It's my bomb. It's my jam. Hold on. And it's super carbonated, so I will be belching on this broadcast. So, Johnny, shut the fuck up and tell us. I mean, you're you're 12 minutes into this podcast. Tell us what the fuck that you're going to be doing in the year 2018. Okay. Calm down, little podcast listener. Okay? I'm the star here. You don't fucking tell me what to do. You understand? I don't have a Patreon page. I don't, I don't have donations. I don't have advertisers. So fuck off. You don't own me. And scene. Okay. <clears throat> so um, so this year I, des- I decided I need a new challenge in something. Uh, my last challenge last year was in my uh, professional life. And I put so much emphasis on my professional career. Uh, it drives my wife nuts because she's always wanting me to take time off and, and take a break and and uh, I'm, uh, I don't want to say I'm a workaholic, but I'm, um, I told you, I warned you, um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very driven. <laughs> this stuff makes you burp, man, man alive. <laughs> you know what I love about this podcast more than anything is I amuse myself and I look forward to listening to my own podcast because I know I'll laugh at it on my own <laughs> You know, people say I'm my own worst critic. It's the opposite with me. I'm my biggest I'm own biggest fan. I, I can't wait to listen to my own podcast the next day when I'm driving to work. Um, and I will laugh out loud when I hear that I hear myself burp. I'm like a child. <clears throat> anyway, I get off track. Let me take another drink. <laughs> ah, so I can belch again. Ooh, that kind of went down wrong, so it definitely will cause some gaseous maximus coming out of my mouth orifice. Okay, so <laughs> so this time I decided my challenge would be more not uh it's not going to be a money making venture per se. It's not going to be something uh that's career oriented. It's going to be but it's not going to be totally like hobbyish. It's going to be something that's going to get me out of my comfort zone. It's going to challenge me and it's going to teach me something. And it's going to um, tackle a fear that I've had. And I'm going to explain what I mean. So let me back up and tell you a little story. Because this is a podcast and I am a storyteller. So back before I was in the military, I had aspirations of being an artist. Um, I had a fledgling uh, short-lived art career. I did professional illustrations for a better part of a decade, probably eight or nine years. Uh, I did it part-time for a while, and I actually did it full-time for probably four years or so. Um, I I was never successful. I never made very much money at it. Um, It's not something that I brag about because there's nothing to brag about. The one thing that I'm proud of is that I... Um, I develop my artistic skill and voice and style and learn to, you know, write and illustrate and, and do sequential art. And I, I, I worked up from nothing, having very little skill. And I, I busted my ass to get a book published and later another book published and then some pretty consistent freelance work. I even had some, uh, movie deals, um, some uh, Hollywood 
movie deals. I had a couple option offers, and one of one of the things that I worked on was actually option for a feature film by a pretty big production studio. But that didn't equate to success or money or anything like that. Only reason I'm saying that is because I, you know, I I I reached the point that I thought that I wanted to be in in the life of a professional artist was not fulfilling to me. It was not what I made it out to be in my own head. Um, I thought that I wanted to be Jim Lee or Frank Miller or, um, you know, uh, Mark Silvestri, Todd McFarlane. If anybody is out there as a comic book fan, you probably know those names. I, I wanted to be them. Went to comic book conventions. I, I worked really hard at my craft. I would not say, I would say that my art was definitely a reflection of me as a person in the sense of I am not, I was not born, I was made. I, I di- really didn't have any God-given talent. It, everything that I can do now, it's more of a skill base that I taught myself through hard work and determination. Um, if you looked at my work, you would say that guy's a good artist, but compared to other professional artists, you wouldn't say that. You might say, at the very least, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't stand out as being bad, but it wouldn't stand out as being particularly good either. And that's just a normal assessment. I read reviews of my artwork over the years when I did professional work, and that's usually what the consensus was. It was, uh, you know, in the beginning, it was it was bad, and after. You know, some of my my uh, best work, it was it was adequate, basically, is, you know, to sum up some of the reviews. Um, And, you know, like I said, it's not it's not beating myself up. It's just, you know, being, um, you know, reflective on what it is. I've I always enjoyed drawing until I was a professional and I got so burnt out. I would stress about it and I did not enjoy it whatsoever to the point that once I joined the military and uh, went to uh, basic and AIT, I came back and I still had one book left on a contract um, that I did. And it was a, a very big, uh, it was one of the ones that was uh, option for feature films. So there was a lot of buzz behind it and I still had no motivation to finish it. I couldn't even finish the last issue on my on my contract. And so I got out of my contract, voided it. So any money that was to be made off the film, I wasn't going to see any of it. And I was fine with that because I found what my purpose in my life was, is is being a mentor, being a leader, uh, no matter if that's in the military or teaching or, you know, I've worked in the Big Brothers program, you know, things like that I found gratifying. Um, I did not find my art career gratifying. So, so much so I ran away from it. And I, and I put down my pencil, put down my art supplies, and I didn't draw for a long time. Um, and it was so surprising to people because it was something ever since high school that I wanted to do. That's what defined me. That's what people saw me as. And I don't know what it was, but I do remember when I joined uh, the infantry in, in the United States Army that I felt like my creative mind needed to be shut off because creativity, daydreaming, uh, being, you know, kind of having your head in the, in the sky, in the clouds, uh, was the antithesis of what the infantry was. The infantry was muscle memory, learning tactics, training, 
you know, working out. Um, it was very much, you know, very methodical and you had, had to be able to think fast on your feet, but it wasn't about daydreaming. And, and, and a lot of people go, well, you, you know, you have to be creative in leadership and <clears throat> burped again. Um, and all that stuff, but I'm not talking about that kind of creativity. I'm talking about like when I was an artist, I used to just daydream all the time, be thinking of stories and character designs. And, you know, every time I'd look at somebody talk, I'd be looking at how their face moved and it was just all encompassing. I, I felt like I had to get rid of that or I was going to get somebody killed. I felt like I needed to be more analytical. I needed to be more structured, disciplined, and, I thought to myself, well, when I come back to my art, uh, maybe it will give me a new perspective. It will give me a new inspiration, motivation, or maybe even some of that discipline um, and hardworking attributes will will transition to my art. And so I I thought to myself, I'll take like a year off. Uh, A year came and went, and I still you know, when I would draw something, it was uninspired. sometimes I wouldn't finish the work. And before I knew it, I wasn't drawing anymore. And then I deployed to Afghanistan for a year. And I thought to myself, well, maybe war will inspire me. You know, there's been some great, great um, literary geniuses that have been inspired by war, you know, um, from uh, different Greek philosophers to Hemingway to, you know, uh, sorry, I'm turning around. My dog is sniffing something. Not my butt. But there's, uh, I was thinking, you know, I, I, maybe this is good for me. And so, so much so that when I was on my deployment, everybody I deployed with knew I was an artist and they were constantly wanting me to design tattoos or t shirts or, you know, paint stuff on our Humvees. And, and I refused to do it. I was like, no, that's not what I came here to do. I came here to fight. I didn't come here to, to be an artist. Um, and so I just, I just buried that deep down so much. So even when I came back, it was buried and I didn't know how to unbury it. And that was in, uh, 2009 and probably I would say five or six solid years went by before I even picked up a pencil, like even to do a doodle or a sketch or anything. And when I would finally do it, it would, I would, you know, do it for maybe two minutes and do a real rough sketch and go, no, this, and I just got no enjoyment. It almost stressed me out to do it. And here it is, 2018. Um, in the last year, um, I have started to draw again and I've drawn maybe a dozen things. Um, since doing this podcast, I, have tried to turn that switch to be creative. This podcast, I wouldn't say is creative. It's, it's more, it's more analytical. Uh, I'm, I'm not very right brained when it comes to this podcast. I'm more thinking and being very methodical and, and, uh, and deliberate with what I talk about. So, um, that hasn't really helped, but it has made me go, okay, well maybe I should, um, get back into it. Oh, by the way, if you look at, you know, the, the cover, the artwork for my podcast, you know, it's on iTunes. I drew that. Okay. So, 
um, it gives you a little bit of a taste of, of um, you know, just a little reference. So um, I've toyed around with the idea of getting back into it. Not, not professionally, uh, that ship has sailed, but just trying to revisit what went wrong and why I fell out of love with illustration. And I know it had a lot to do with trying to make money at it. And that's why I'm a big believer that it's there's nothing wrong with having a regular job. A regular job that you're not tied emotionally to, that you just you just treat it like a prostitute. You fuck it, you come in its hair, and you fucking give it 20 bucks and go home. <laughs> that's a very cheap prostitute. Not that I would know, but I'm pretty sure they're more expensive than that. Anyway, um, but that's that's what I like from how I make my money now. Um, being in the military, I love being in the military. I, I I've served my country, but what I've uh, what I do in the military now isn't what I joined to do. So it's just more of a hey, I'm it's you know selfless service sort of thing. But it's not something that defines me as a as a person. If that makes sense, it's not uh, like um, Oh, like big Pat Thomas talks about uh, being a comedian and that's his passion. Uh, Same with doing a podcast and stuff like that. So, you know, if he later makes money at it and and has a career, you're tied emotionally to that. And so if somebody doesn't like you, you start to lose money. It really, it uh, stresses you out in a different way than if you're just a a banker or something like that. And it's just a job um, or, or a career in that aspects. Uh, it's h- kind of hard to explain. Um, but when I was an artist, I, you know, it was, I, I took it very personal, um, where my job now, if, you know, I don't do well, I get a bad evaluation or my boss choose my ass. It's not, it's not, that, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. I'm like, okay, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Right. So I, I warn people a lot. It's like, be careful what trying to do what you love as a job, because no matter how much you love it, if you make money, if that's how you make your living, uh, it will become a job. Doesn't matter what it is: playing baseball, um, being a you know, uh, being an actor. I'm sure uh, being an artist was like that for me. But whatever your passion is, it will become a job, and you end up having to make compromises that you didn't want to have to make. Like myself, there's particular things I wanted to do, and I end up. To be able to pay the bills, I had to take artwork um, or professional work I really wasn't pumped about doing. I did advertising work. I did uh, conceptual art for like uh, role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons and stuff like that. And um, did, you know, some web design stuff. It's some stuff I didn't want. I just wasn't jazzed about doing. I wanted to do comic books. And even the, some of the comic books that I did, it wasn't I wasn't super jazzed about doing them. They weren't exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I loved creating my own characters, creating my own stories, creating my own um, world. But I wasn't making money at that. That stuff wasn't selling. It, you know what what was selling was um, someone else's work that was already established, and I would just you know draw their ideas. Um, because even if the book didn't sell, I made money because I got a page rate or whatever else. So, um, anyway, I uh, I got burnt out, you know, because I try to make money at it, 
and it uh, it ended up stressing me out just like any other nine to five job. And so when I ran away from it, I ran far away. I shut the door and I I didn't come back. So what am I revealing that I'm uh, wanting to do? Well, as you uh, probably have guessed by now, uh, it's getting back into uh, illustrating. And I'm not only going to get back into illustrating, but I'm going to um, create my own YouTube channel. And that YouTube channel is not going to be a normal drawing uh, or art tutorial or something like that. It's going to be coming from the perspective of someone that has not drawn in almost a decade. And it's going to be interesting to see how what I've, um, what muscle memory is still there, um, how rusty I am, um, if creatively I can even get back into it what issues I have, what, um, what new ideas that I have, I'm going to literally turn on that switch again of being creative on that channel. Um, I've already been working toward this. I'm not, I'm not, it's not going to be anytime soon. I mean, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start this channel because there's still a couple things I need. But what I've done in the last month to prepare is I've, um, kind of got a little corner of my spare bedroom here and made into my studio where I do my podcast, but I got a new drawing table. I got a bunch of new art supplies. Uh, I got some, you know, premium stuff. Um, I've got some sketchbooks. I've been kind of doodling a little bit, nothing, nothing finished, nothing polished. Cause I want it to be raw when I, when I do it for the first time. Um, what I'm still needing is I need to get a real good camera um, for, uh, video quality. I'll probably be doing, uh, voiceover just using this equipment right here. So I don't necessarily need uh, great audio, but I, I'm going to be doing a lot of, um, it's just going to be showing, uh, the, my artwork, um, as kind of in real time. And I'm going to be kind of narrating and doing some voiceover and talking about, the process, talking about where my mind's at, talking about what I'm trying to do and why I can't do it because maybe my skills have diminished or, or maybe I've developed a new style. Maybe I'm going to try to develop a new style. I don't even know exactly what it's going to be, what the subject matter is. Um, it's not going to really be associated with this podcast. I might, I might talk about doing it a little bit on this podcast, but it's not going to be like, you know, Strange things are afoot at the comic store or something. It's not going to be a spinoff of this. It's going to be a completely different endeavor. Um, and why am I doing it as a YouTube channel? Well, it's kind of like this podcast. I, I, I believe that there could be something learned from it. Um, because I see a lot of awesome art tutorials and professional artists that have uh, YouTube channels like art channels on YouTube. But they're coming from the perspective of um, established professionals that are very much successful in their career. Um, but I have never seen anything from somebody that had a career, walked away from it, and then a decade later isn't trying to get their his career back started, but just coming at it from a completely fresh, almost like a, a phoenix rising from the ashes. Just what is it? going to be? What is it going to look like? What is it? What is, it's going to be a journey. It's not going to be, I'm, I pick up a pen and a pencil 
and I just start doing everything again. Um, I want to learn some new techniques. I want to learn, work with some different mediums, but I want to see what I want to be able to chronicle it, just like this podcast, um, the progression and, and see, uh, you know, and, and fail in front of people's eyes and see that that's okay too. Because, you know, it can be intimidating looking at professional art and the person never messing up and it always looks good. And, and it's always irritating to some people, um, not me, because I've, I've, I've kind of been on the other side, but I was watching a professional artist uh, do an illustration and it looked phenomenal. And of course he was like, oh, it looks like crap and I'm sorry, it didn't, you know, and, and I'm, I'm thinking if I'm a young artist, I'm looking at this and it looks a hundred times better than what I'm doing now, it would, it would be completely, you know, ego shattering for someone to sit there and go, oh, this looks like shit and it looks better than anything that I could ever imagine doing. Um, and so maybe it might be good for someone to see something and go, yeah, that guy's not much better than me <laughs> or, um, you know, to, to see that me struggle. And then maybe later on, six months later, I'm, I, I work through that struggle and now I'm getting this down and I'm learning this again, or some of the things, and I, and I was not proficient back then. I mean, there, I had a lot of Achilles heels. Most artists do things that they can't draw very well. Well, I can expose that on, on the channel because like I said, I'm, I don't have that expectation of, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to be the best artist on YouTube or I'm trying to be this, uh, you know, professional or whatever. No, I'm coming at it from a hobbyist of, I'm not trying to make money. I'm just trying to see, uh, what I can do. And one of the things in the caveat or the kind of the cherry on top is one of the very first comic books I ever wrote, um, was a, I'm not going to say what the, what the title is, but I, I, I first wrote um, the first little synopsises back in 19, like 94. And I, I published quote unquote, some, I, I did like two issues where I just photocopied, you know, I drew it and then made photocopies and made a whole bunch of copies and gave it out to friends and stuff like that. But I never actually did it professionally, never had it published. I had a lot of different stories that I got published that um, uh, got shopped around for feature film options, you know, things like that. But this, for some reason, no one ever liked. No one ever gave it much at the time of day. But it was, uh, I, I kind of was tied to it because it was the first thing I ever created. And it's, it's an epic kind of science fiction story. Um, and I don't know if it's any good. <laughs> I, I think I like it because, well, because I'm emotionally attached to it. Well, guess what? I'm not trying to be a professional anymore. Um, even though I have, I own the copyright to this and everything. Um, I'm just going to put it out there and I'm going to, um, my channel, it's going to be doing everything from the conceptual art. I'm going to go over, Hey, this is how you develop characters. This is how you do conceptual art. This is how you do character study. This is, you know, I'm going to go through story breakdown, script writing, um, uh, go through, uh, you know, sequential art, all the different aspects from the beginning, middle, and end. And I'm going to, I don't even know if I'm going to do this as a comic book. I might do it as like a, uh, a novel uh, with illustrations. I don't know. But I'm going to develop the story, develop the characters, and redesign everything from scratch. This story that I, that I literally found and dusted off 
and I'm going to do some rewrites. And it's, you know, it's a story that's, you know, what, 20 years old, 30 years old, 90, yeah, you know, 20 some years old, 24. <laughs> Johnny, you fucking idiot. Yeah, I'm not a mathematician, but it's it's an old fucking story. I've been sitting on it. And so, it you know, it'll be fun. Put it up there and some crazy character designs, give the descriptions and have people comment and all the trolls fucking say, man, that sucks. That's stupid. That guy's dumb. But I want to hear people's feedback. I want it to be an interactive experience um, of showing kind of the beginning stages of someone getting back into that um, kind of holding their hat in their hand, being humble, going, okay, I might fall flat on my face, but I can only do that so many times before I'm going to figure it out, before I'm going to get better and just see the progression and let people take that journey. Um, even if they don't, you know, uh, just kind of like this podcast, I don't have very many listeners, uh, but I have enough that I know it keeps me motivated to, to, to give them updates, to give you guys content. And it's like anything else. It's a slow burn. It's a slow build. And, and there's, there's YouTube pages I discover that I love and they've been going on for five or six years and I've never seen them. And then as soon as I find them, they got like 300 fucking videos up and I'm just like playing catch up. And so you never know. It might, it might be that this podcast might turn into that, uh, that YouTube channel might turn into that. Uh, who knows is if one person gets something out of it, um, then it's worth it. And guess what? One person will me. That's why I do this stuff. I do it for me to get something out of it. So that is the big reveal. That is the challenge of 2018 is the challenge is this me actually getting the YouTube channel off the ground and actually doing a handful of videos before the end of the year with, you know, I know how to edit video. I know how to do the production stuff. It's been, you know, six or seven years since I've done it, but I've, uh, I actually went to journalism school, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> that sounded pretentious. How about this? I, I went to a community college where I was a journalism major and I was on a scholarship. And so I was the editor in chief of a magazine and a newspaper, but, um, I also learned some video editing and shit like that. <laughs> I said, yeah, I went to journalism school now, nah, well, you know, I went to a community college anyway. So I know the basics. Um, and, I think it'll be fun. It'll be creative. The channel itself will help, um, you know, kind of uh, stir up some of that creativity, not just the drawing aspect or the the creating of the content for the channel, but the, the channel itself. So it might be fun to, you know, update you guys every so often on, on this podcast on how it's going. Um, like I said, every, you know, every long journey, uh, you got to take that first step. I've already taken the first and second step, you know, getting the equipment, uh, minus the camera, getting the setup, uh, getting that stuff. And I wanted to, to go ahead and get the ball rolling before I announce it on this, on this podcast. Uh, so that way I'm a big believer in goal setting and I'm a big believer in this, that you can't set goals too far in advance because if there's not something you can do today to achieve that goal, um, a year from now, then you set that goal way too far. And so even though I say, hey, by the end of the year, I want to do this. Yeah, but there's stuff I'm going to be doing this week that gets me closer to that. So there's, so I have micro goals uh, that are going to facilitate the, the macro goal, if that makes sense. So 
make sure you do that when you're setting goals, people, is keep yourself accountable every single day. You know, it's, it's one thing to say, I want to lose 30 pounds by this time next year. Okay, we'll break that down. How many pounds do you want to lose, you know, at the six-month mark, then the three-month mark, at the one-month mark? And then what are you doing this week to get to that goal? And if it's nothing, you fucked up. I think I said that my office, my office partner, I think I talked about him on my last podcast that, you know, he has this three-year plan of opening his own business, but it doesn't include anything that he needs to do right now. So, you know, you're just, you're just hitting the pause button on your life and you're going to wake up one day and nothing ever got accomplished. Um, I've definitely accomplished some great things in my life and they're great from my perspective. You might not think they're great. No one else would be impressed by them, but I know how hard I had to work and uh, how I, you know, progressed through those steps. And even though ultimately maybe I, you know, I fell a little short, I'm very proud that I, that I every day work toward those goals. Well, this is just another progression of that. Uh, I need to set a goal and um, it might turn into something else. The channel might, uh, I might have some different ideas and I scrap that idea and it turns into something else. But that's, that's the beauty of taking a journey like this is anything can happen. Um, and you, you'll never know what's going to happen until you do it. And there's many scientists that try to try to prove something or try to invent something and they don't invent that. But along the way, they invent something else or they discover something else. And that's, you know, that's the same thing with every normal person that's listening to this podcast now is set a goal and, and just go on that journey. And you might be surprised what it ends up turning into. So, that's what the big reveal is, people, is uh, I'll keep you updated on when that uh, channel is going to be happening because it'll probably be, I'll probably still be using my Strange Things Are a Foot at the Circle K uh, website uh, to maybe I'll probably put some links up there when I start the, the YouTube channel. Um, I do have a, a couple YouTube pages right now that I never really used for anything. At, at one time, I was going to do like video versions of this podcast. And then I realized that no one gave a shit and it was far too much work for, for this. And, uh, you know, I just like the podcast downloading it on your phone. Anyway, I don't, I don't need people watching it on YouTube or any, you know, who I'm not Joe Rogan. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'll, I'll figure all that stuff out and I'll keep you guys updated on that. So, um, what do you guys think? What are your goals for the next year? Um, Feel free to hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you guys, if you guys have goals. If you're fellow podcasters, one thing I love about podcasting is podcasters like listening to other podcasts. I know that's why I do a podcast because I'm a, such a big fan of podcasts. So if you're a fellow podcaster, maybe you have a goal for your podcast. Maybe you want to, uh, I know the uh, the Countdown podcast um, that I listen to, I think they're out of Australia. I think they just started a Patreon uh, page and they're slowly growing their podcast. And I think that's, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, to some of the other, Hey, big Pat Thomas, I, I listen to you all the time, man. What is your goal for your podcast? What do you, you know, I remember he was, he was talking about doing a cooking show. He was talking about doing uh he's, he's recently getting back into stand up comedy and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, I challenge you podcasters to do the exact same thing that I did. Um, Come up with something that you're going to accomplish by the end of this year and update us 
and let your listeners hold you accountable and see what we can achieve. So till next time, everybody, thank you for tuning in and please uh, hit me up on Twitter. Um, download this podcast. Tell your friends to download it. Uh, don't worry about iTunes reviews because they're all fucking rigged. It's all a bunch of bullshit. But uh, if you want to leave a review, I'd rather you just fucking send me a message on Twitter and tell me you listen to the podcast. I don't ever even, I don't even know how many reviews I have on iTunes because I don't give a shit. Um, so interact at some point and let me know what you guys think about uh, this YouTube channel thing. And I'll update you next time. So this is the one year anniversary, one year to this date. It's awesome. Thank you. Uh, 45 episodes. Well, you know, this is episode 45, but I did a whole bunch of UFC ones too before I realized nobody gives a shit what I think about the UFC. So um, this is around episode 50 because I think I did four or five of those. So anyway, thank you. And please tune in next time for an update. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K with Johnny Doe. That's me. Be kind to one another. Peace out, people.